Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have some team members from the team from the Diocese of Upper South Carolina who are here in the studio, studio to join us. We are going to hear their perspective of being a team members of a mission experience. So let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director for the program here in Ecuador. And I am the director of Teams and Training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. E Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the main and most important goal for our podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, friends all over the world about what we are doing and what is happening here with Equals H in Ecuador. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good job, Cameron. Great job. Surprise, surprise. That wasn't actually Cameron, but we'll get to our special guest in just a second. <laughs> How are much, you, real Cameron? <laughs> we're having too much fun in the studio today. I am... I'm doing well, Jorjito. All things considered, I'm well. How are you? I am good. Yes, considering all of the things that we're going. Thankfully, we have two teams in the ground. We do. We have two teams. We have a Diocese of Upper South Carolina team and a team from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. We're absolutely thankful that they're here with us, even though the circumstances have been a little tricky. A little tricky. There's a lot going on all over the world. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> you true. Pick, you pick a country and read their <laughs> news source. You'll be like, wow, there's a lot going on. Um, if you you happen to look at the Ecuador news source right now, mm -hmm. we are on day 12 of a, a smidge, just a touch of civil <laughs> unrest. Yes, yes. It's not some strikes here and then. A strike, some some road blockages here and there, some some protests and marches. Um, it happily is not in our area where the teams are being housed mm -hmm. and they are able to get safely to and from their ministry sites every day. But it is, it's a little stressful when you're just not sure yep. if the road's going to be open. Yes, it, it has been tricky because we have to figure out every day what is safe for us to do. What is the best plan? We usually spend months and months trying to plan and figure out schedules. <laughs> well, we schedules, did spend months and months right? trying to plan these schedules. And then suddenly something <laughs> happens and you have to change every single detail. But it's okay because God is in control. And we've seen right? it over and over again. And, and I just, it. I know this sounds a little bit silly, but I just want to do a huge shout out to God. Just yes. God showed up in incredible ways, even when the team teams arrived yeah um so absolutely uh, i have stories the, about it the the civil unrest um while for some people this is their battle to fight and people are um i mean there have been all sorts of demonstrations but it's mm -hmm. it's not our our battle to fight we still want to just provide for those in desperate and difficult situations. And so um, for us is actually nothing more than inconvenience. Mm -hmm. It's inconvenient that we can't plan a schedule and know that the timing is going to work. And, and there is the stress, of course, of what is going on with the rest of the country. So our prayers and our desires, desires is for peace and for everyone to just come absolutely. to an agreement. But for us, it has been just, it's just an inconvenience. It's just an inconvenient, mm -hmm. um, which I feel really privileged to be able to say that is um, that it is just inconvenient. But as other people are um, on a different 
different pages in different places. Mm -hmm. But so our teams are safe. We're safe. It's it's been a wonderful time. And so the shout out to God um, is the fact that some of you who have been here before might know Fernando Pazmino, who is the senior warden at uh, church, no, at Cristo Liberador in Comité del Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been around and part of our ministry for 20 some years. He was on the short term team that went from Ecuador to the United States in 2005 wow. and helped transplant happening back down here. Um, and he's been around and a part of youth ministry, uh, diocesan youth ministry, all sorts of things. Well, he happens to work at the airport. That I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, when he, you told he me has... he is in the airport, I was like, poor thing. What is he doing there? <laughs> well, it was his job. And his, um, and his bosses said, uh, because we want to make sure that we're fully staffed tomorrow, none of you can go home tonight. So sorry about that. Because what happens in civil unrest in, in Ecuador is that roads become blocked um, with p- p- piles of dirt or maybe a tree laying across it or maybe burning a tire yes. or something that makes it impassable. Again, just don't go near it if you don't want to be hurt. <laughs> like you have to go try to find the trouble uh, to get hurt in a strike or a protest here. But it's super inconvenient for those of us who are trying to get to the airport to pick up, I don't know, a team that's just flown in from the United <laughs> States. And Jorjito, you and the interns were sitting on the side of the road for almost eight hours to go yes. pick them up. Bless you. Yeah. As the police cleared different blockages and you could go forward a little bit more and then they clear another one. Um, but Fernando was the one who was there to welcome them and just that God would have that planned and that would allow us to have a familiar and known and friendly face that loves you guys already because you're coming to serve at Cristo. We're just so thankful for what God did in that and Absolutely. all sorts of things. So that's my little shout out to God. Okay. Anyway. We're super thankful that everything turned out well. So yes, we, we got stuck going to the airport because we had two teams coming down that night. And thankfully, the airport did some accommodations and they were able to just wait for us safely and in a way comfortable <laughs> uh, until <laughs> we got considered. there. It was comfortable. Comfortable-ish. Yeah. I mean, not where you want to spend the night every night. But oh, oh, let's introduce our special yes, guest. Yes, we have a special guest to this tonight. I was going to say no, no tonight. Whatever time you're listening to us, we have three special guests from our team from EDUSC, which means Episcopal Diocese of Upper South Carolina. Hi, guys. Can you please say your name, profession, or grade in school? And oh, I had another question. What was it? And, okay. And how old? Oh, and what church what you go church to? You yeah, go to? Yeah. Thank you, Emily. Good job. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> it's a Emily. Team effort here. <laughs> um, my name is Maria, and I am a fifth grade teacher, and I go to Hickory Grove Baptist Church. <gasps> wow, she's Baptist. I'm a Baptist. So my name is Caden Gore. Um, I currently am a rising junior at Coker University, and I go to St. Peter's Episcopal. Woohoo! In cool. Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, my name is Emily. I'm a rising sophomore at Appalachian State University, and I also go to St. Peter's in Greenville. Wee wee. Wow. This, uh, this team has about six churches represented as, a, as part of it, and it's just wonderful. There are 17, 17 of you guys that are here. So thanks for joining us, and thanks for joining us on the HopeCast. That's when you say you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
We are super excited to have you here. And one of the main purposes for this podcast is to be able to understand how it feels like. And of course, we can share all our stories about teams and all that. But it's very interesting to hear from your perspective as team members, how is it going? So my first question is, what made you decide to come down here with Equals H in a mission experience? Um, this is my third time on the ground <laughs> in Ecuador. Um, the very first time I came was with Savannah Putnam and Holy Cross. So shout out to them, mm-hmm. my um, Episcopal adopted family. And the first time I came, I don't really think I knew what to expect. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I knew that this was a short-term mission, and it sounded amazing and cool, and that was kind of all I knew. <laughs> that was in 2016. It's now 2022, and I'm back again. Um, I have made lifelong relationships with the people of Cristo. Every mm-hmm. year we come back, we work with that church. I've had life-changing moments in my life since I've last seen these people. I've had my father pass away. I've welcomed a beautiful little girl named Olivia. And it never fails that Cristo is one of the first people pretty much on Facebook that reach out to me and congratulate me or offer sympathies. And so I just wanted to come back and see Mm -hmm. this second family again. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, So this is my first team down here. Um, And I didn't know what to expect either, like Maria was talking about. But I have friends that had come in 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, they talked about how the relationships that you build and how much it strengthens your faith. Mm -hmm. And and also they said it was a lot of fun. (laughs) And who doesn't want to see Ecuador? So that was a lot of it. But Mm -hmm. I had no idea what to expect coming in. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. So for me, um, on a, uh, I guess a, what'd you say it? On a selfish, on a selfish note, I had never really left the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, last time I left the country, I was like four years old with my mom and we went to Munich, Germany. So it's not too much of a, of a culture shock there. Um, but I really, I try to stress myself into getting myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and to do things that. I wouldn't normally do, mm-hmm. and to do things that would you know, put me under stress and whatnot. So I think that was my main reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, a couple months before we came down, I noticed that I was having a, I was having some issues with my faith, and mm-hmm. I was having some um, points where I was wavering and straying from my path. And I really wanted to get back to that, mm-hmm. and so I found that the best way from that I can do that is by. Doing is like practicing my faith, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So Absolutely. going, going. I think missions are one of some of the best things you can do for that. Um, and coming down and seeing people from completely different backgrounds, um, com- uh, completely different nationalities. You know, the the, the huge lang- or a language barrier or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the right. fact that like I can have a sit there and have a conversation with someone my age that has been through something so completely different. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just those are those are the things that I was looking for. And, I could not be happier so far. I was like, yeah, have you found those things? I have, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> There's we, lots of head nighting. When we went to Casa G the other night, having a conversation with an 18-year-old kid, I, you know, someone that I'm just a little older than, an 18-year-old kid who's been through so much more than I possibly can imagine, mm-hmm. and just being able to laugh and joke and talk mm-hmm. about those things, I mean, that was incredibly powerful for me. Wow, mm. awesome. Thanks. Emily, I see that head nodding yeah. up and down. What would you add? <laughs> um, 
I was also thinking about Kasaji. Mm. When when did we go? Two days ago? Two yeah, days, two days ago, ago, yeah. Um, I think it was like last month. It feels <laughs> like it. With everything um, you're going through, probably, yes. <laughs> um, but it was so cool to, to meet, again, people our age and to see, oh, not everyone grew up in Greenville, South Carolina and mm-hmm. went to Eastside High School. You know, it's like there's such a variety of, Experiences, and I don't think I realized quite how different everybody's lives are. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Swinging that background. <laughs> um, I would just say it's been amazing just to see the people of Cristo because I've seen Mother Lourdes's Facebook posts over the last two or three years, and we haven't been able to come. And I know how many people Cristo has lost that they have lost. I've I've seen mm-hmm. how due many people COVID. due to mm-hmm. COVID. I've seen how many people that they've gained, mm-hmm. um, new families, and it was just almost unreal to actually be back mm. um, this year with our arrival, having a little bit of stress towards it. <laughs> um, we, the first day of orientation, they kept saying, you know, we're going to try and get to Cristo. We're going to try and get to Cristo, but they never said we were going to get to Cristo. And so finally getting there and getting into the building and just seeing the plans that mm-hmm. Lord has had for her new space, um, it just, it felt normal again. It mm-hmm. felt hopeful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Cristo um, has a, a new building that the diocese has uh, made available to them that's a couple blocks away. And the, the majority of the work you guys are doing, I don't have to tell you, is demolition. <laughs> As you're Lots knocking concrete. <laughs> knocking through concrete floors and ceilings and some walls to, um, to create that space where the store will be able to expand eventually. Yeah. And where what is the sanctuary now? And this is a little bit um, uh, another space. So the, even more ministry will be able to come out of that. Excellent. Yeah, one of the things, Caden, um, that you said that really... Uh, I want to comment on putting your faith in action. I've heard it described that our faith is a muscle and when we don't use it, it atrophies and we get weak. But then when we do get to put it into action and we do um, live out what it is we say we believe that Jesus makes Mm -hmm. life better and makes us better at life, that um, that it changes. Can you tell us more about that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, again, completely agree with that and it's something that I have... That's, I guess, a principle that I was raised on is, you know, you can memorize, you can read the Bible, you can memorize all those verses, and you can you know, be able to spit them out at you know, a moment's notice. But unless you're actually taking those verses and taking them to heart and mm-hmm. going out and putting those verses into action, you're not really doing much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's definitely something that I, that I. Uh, just love about my about my church and the people that I'm around is that, mm-hmm. that everyone has that same idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who you who you are, where you're from, what background you're from, what church you go to. Like being able to, like everyone has that ability to be able to put those verses into action. There's mm-hmm. not there's no one that's just sitting back mm-hmm. and you know Bible thumping and not actually doing anything with it. Yes. Yes, because there are are actually for our our good. I've strangely enough, I've um, been given a lot of comfort this week out of the Book of Esther. What wow, cray cray! <laughs> but the Book of Esther and and conversations between Queen Esther and Mordecai, and Mordecai mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, Queen Esther, we need you to go." advocate for us as a people. And she's like, I'm scared. And he's like, but you need to do it. But you know what? If you don't do it, that's okay. Someone else will. And God's still going to be with us and still going to to love us and support us and protect us. And I and I just love 
that confidence that, hey, we think we're going to get to Cristo. If it's not you guys, God has got another plan. And if we can't go this day, God's got a plan that we'll go this day. And that that he's not taken off guard or um, or surprised by what's going on. And our job is just to remain faithful and be ready to go and put ourselves into action. Make, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that wasn't correct English, but... Absolutely. That's something that I've liked so much about our group and uh, with, uh, with Laura and how she is really connected with us and basically told us, you know, from day one, even on our first, on our very first meeting back in Greenville, you know, she made it very clear that things are going to change, you know, there's mm-hmm. never going to be a trip or a, a mission. Thank you. Yeah. Way, way to self-correct on <laughs> I that. Remember good that. Job, I remember good that. Job, good yeah. job, not the T word. But yeah, there's never going to be a mission where you're, everything's going to go to plan. And she said, and she made that very clear. And so I think it was really telling when we got off the airplane and things weren't how they were supposed <laughs> to go. And, um, there was no sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where are they? Oh, but Fernando's here. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much of like a like a grace period of, okay, now things are going to start to change. So they changed immediately. Yeah. And so I think the fact that like even then, even at that time, she was able to corral us and be like, everything happens for a reason. We're going, you know, there's a reason for us being down here, whether it's to do the original plan or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really cool about our group is that throughout this whole time, it's never been about the about the schedule. It's about, about the, you know, we don't know the reason why we're down here, but there is a reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would venture to say it's about those relationships that, yeah. that Maria was talking about. Um, and as you guys forged those. Well, with just a few minutes left, what's one thing that you would tell somebody if they were thinking about coming down or wanted to bring a team down, um, what is something that you would like our listeners to know? Um, I would say preparation is key, but also just being flexible and knowing that it's God's timing and not your timing, and um, that there are amazing people here waiting for you to embrace you and to love you and to continue um, a relationship with you once you have gone back to the United States. Um, It's a wonderful experience, and I would recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off, I would just say do it in, 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 uh, in the most simple of terms. Just do it. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, yeah. Something I would say is you know, this is something that will forever change you. Um, too often we come f- or we take things for granted that mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. You know, for example, running water. Um, <laughs> something we just talked about. Uh, but too often you guys we, do have running water, P.S. But yes, we do take it for granted. <laughs> right. Things that we take for granted, um, you, know, you really get to see a whole different side of it, uh, mm. a whole different side of this world. And, you know, not everything is not everything's like what, you know, what it is when you step out of your, 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 uh, home, mm-hmm. or your door at home. Mm-hmm. Not everything is. I guess it's pristine, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's simple. Um, it's simple. I think that's a, I think that's a much better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, just do it. Awesome. Yeah. No, really, nothing really I can say. Nothing else I can say on that. <laughs> Thanks, Kaden. Um, like Kaden was, as someone who was kind of on the fence for a little bit, um, it's so worth it. It's there's no reason not to, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and that might not be the best way to. Say that I had so many things in my brain that I was gonna. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was so I was listening to Kate and I was so happy to listen to um, Kaden. But it just it gives you a new perspective, mm-hmm. and it's been so eye opening. And um, 
it's so much fun to talk to new people <laughs> and to, to learn about people's lives. And fun, not fun like, I mean, yes, fun, but also engaging. And um, we were asked the other day in debrief to come up with a word that summed up our day. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we could fit our entire day into one word, what would it be? And all I could come up with was, like, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, because you get to... There's this lovely gentleman named Alberto at Cristo, <laughs> and he's just, he's this wonderful person, uh-huh. and you don't meet people like that if you don't take a chance and come to Ecuador. Mm. Yeah. You know? Oh, fun. True. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Emily. Yes, I love Don Alberto myself. <laughs> Thank you guys for taking your time to come be on the Hopecast. Um, we look forward to having you on a future episode, which means you'll have to come back to Ecuador again. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, if you would like to be a part of the Education Equals Hope experience, if you want to bring a team down, um, you can email me at Cameron at EducationalsHope.org. And, and we can't do any of this. We can't support the churches uh, with micro scholarships to support students in desperate and difficult places without the donations to make that possible. If you would like to be a part of that, please go to educationwithhope.org and find that Donate Now button. Thank you to all of you who have already done that, who make this program possible. We love you and we appreciate you so much. As we always say, it, it will never be possible without all of your help. So thank you so much for being here and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.